0: fucking hell you've decided you're starting on a so
1: <laughs> so far see so far so far s- see Do re me so far so good jesus almost No, Derry, me so far so good. That's Carter, the Unstoppable X Sex Machine.
0: Oh, I don't know that one.
1: Derry, me so far so good. I...
0: Fucking golden podcasting. I
1: listened to a bit of um, uh, Carter a couple, uh, a few months ago. Carter, the Unstoppable Sex Machine, Sex Machine, because I loved them. Yeah. They were like the pop, the the Pet Shop Boys of the uh, alt, yes, uh, alt
0: pop pop scene. Well, they were were punk. I mean, let's not pretend they were were sort of electronic punk. Post-punk, electronica, um, diddly.
1: But they did have lyrics and they had nice... Mm. I remember them having really thoughtful lyrics and they do still have thoughtful lyrics. Mm. But the thing I'd managed to totally space on that I'd totally forgotten about Mm. was that almost every song ends ends with a repeat to fade that
0: lasts half the song. They um they <laughs> of whatever the hook was. They they really unexpectedly crossed over and became really big, didn't they?
1: Yeah, it was weird. And not long after, you see, that's never good for a band. That's what did for Chumbawamba after several years of yeah, being really, a bunch of crusty shagging I, in a
0: house. I think that really broke their brains, didn't it? <laughs> I don't think they knew
1: how to deal with yeah. that. Um, we're in a studio we haven't been in in a little while. And uh I remember last time we were in the studio I was fiddling a lot with the uh earphone uh jack thing in mm. the control desk yeah and I think it was already a bit loose someone else had loosened it up and oh, well, I yeah, was quite yeah. worried that I'd broken it yeah and we're back in that same studio today and um and uh, and and it's bro- it, I think it's still broken it was months ago we were last in here
0: I'm glad that you remembered though you can feel guilty about it now it's good so um
1: James. Yeah, we're recording this quite late in the week. Yeah. Uh, part of the reason we're recording this quite late in the week is that I've been living in a plague house, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about. It's in tight. You were all ready to record on Monday, I think.
0: Yeah, well, kind of. I was tired. I mean, I wasn't disappointed because it meant I got uh, an additional nap in. Yeah. But Jumping have been fucking knackered all week. It's as not well. a competition. I t- no, but you, 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 I, I stayed up watch the Super Bowl, so it was up till about four o'clock. And it's just knocked me out for the whole week i'm very old
1: i am tired because i've been living in a plague house Mm. and also works quite tiring because it's weird because i didn't get that job i went for but like and and i'm kind of okay with it because i know why i I know i fucked up i know exactly where i fucked up Mm -hmm. on my interview um and i've seen the not the cvs but i've heard about the people who have Mm -hmm. got the job and their externals okay so at least no one who works here yeah. got it, which would have been humiliating uh, and awful, and I'd have hated it. Yes, but um, so I'm quite, I'm actually quite glad, and I can't wait for them to get here, and it's quite exciting. And I won't give them a hard time about the fact that that was the job I wanted. It would be weird for you to do so, but it, but it does still feel weird because it does kind of make you feel a little bit like uh, I I've, I think it's me projecting. Actually, but I have felt like there are a couple of people, uh, specifically people at, at, at higher higher up mm. than me um, in the food chain who might have been involved with mm. the interview process who feel a little bit weird about... They don't know how to talk about it around me. Oh, that's their problem. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And also, uh, my uh, wife was uh, unwell. So anyway, and the other reason we didn't record... The reason we didn't record any of the evenings mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: is that... You have been a whoring, you've been, despite the fact that you're married to me, despite the fact that you're my podcast spouse, Mm -hmm. husband or wife, depending on how I'm feeling at any given time, Mm. which in itself is uh, a very gendered way of looking at things. That's right. You have been raising your skirts Mm. around town. You've been dropping trowel been showing off my ankles you've been you've been giving it away you can yeah. get it at home with mm. me but you've been going out mm. and you've been giving it away
0: i was going at it for a good two and a half hours with two young men
1: yeah and i'm two young men <laughs> that Who? could that could be
0: the name of the podcast yeah, going it? at it for two and a half hours with two young men no just the... be. no because it's their the title of their podcast is unfeasibly long it is it
1: is so you how was that because i have and you see this is the thing it is a double standard as with any marriage yeah because i have i have been away and done other podcasty
0: things you go and do all sorts of stuff and you don't tell us about it you're going to go and moderate a bloody panel at lscc was there a bit when you were going to tell the rest of us you're going to do that The re- d- well there's only really you i see most yeah, but of the other people who podcasts were you ever going to tell me I'm still trying to work out I mean, it's whether... it's brilliant. They choose the one who prepares the least for this shit, you know. <laughs> I don't get the bloody call, do I? I can be professional. Well, no, Nick gets it. Oh, fuck
1: off. It's only recently you've been making yourself available.
0: Yeah, well, I'm better now.
1: But you see, the double standard is that I'm I'm happy with me going out. It's mm. all right for me to go out there mm. and put myself about, mm. but it, I, it feels like a betrayal you doing it. Mm. Or a portrayal. No, but, a betrayal. But... So what did you do?
0: I'm not. T- no, I'm not telling you, because I tell you when I'm doing these things. But, oh, no, you've sworn off down to LSEC with your... Oh, I'm moderating a panel now, Bertie, large bollocks. So which is it? Have I told people or <laughs> haven't I told people? I don't know what's going on. Um. Yeah, no, I did uh, I, I did uh, uh, Max Bernard and uh, Timothy Swan's podcast, which is Max and Tim and everything they know... About the world from pop culture,
1: maybe. Yeah. If they wanted people to remember it, they wouldn't make it so fucking long.
0: And and it's good. I took a while to uh, settle in, but then eventually I just kept talking over Max.
1: That's good. Mm. Uh, did you? So you didn't do that thing you did the the other time when you've been on a podcast, just where, sat there listening, where you you forgot that you were meant to be
0: on it. Yeah. Well, I talk a little bit about that. I mean, I've, I've got to be, I've got to fess up, and, and I really didn't prep as well as I should have. For that, it's like I thought. Well, I've listened to all the history of Rome, so I'll be able to recall it when I want to. Could I fuck?
1: <laughs> that was on dissecting. World, oh, they really
0: they? know their stuff, those boys. Did but Tim and Max do? No, they do. But it was a more free, very clever young man. Yeah, but it was a more free-ranging conversation. Hmm.
1: Well, they're into that free-range and organic. Yeah. Those youngsters. That's true. That's true. Yeah. What? So. Uh, what was the... You obviously don't do the whole thing now, because I don't think that episode's I'm gonna up. Tell yet. You,
0: I'm not going to tell you very little about it, because the episode isn't up. I don't wanna spoil it. I want to spoil it. I want to create a little bit of um, excitement for it. I'm going to hype it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you very little about what actually happens. Were they nice to you? Very nice to me.
1: Uh, uh, you think technologically it all went okay? Yeah, briefly. So bravely, any Skype yeah. problems that we've had in the past are clearly up my end.
0: It's either you or Stacey, yeah. Uh, no, we've had problems when oh, we that's recorded. True. No, it's clearly uh, you're in. I had a yeah. beautiful, beautiful connection, even via Wi-Fi. It was lovely. All the effort I've
1: gone to really to make clear. a dedicated space for podcasts and stuff mm. like that in my house, and I just can't get it right.
0: Why don't you make dedicated space to have like a decent broadband connection, rather than going with um, a chunky? I mean, it's dial-up you're on, isn't it? No, it's, it's near enough.
1: No, it's Talk Talk. It's cable. It's talk, like, talk
0: Talk dial-up. No, it's
1: cable. It's cable brought... It's like when we were with them normally...
0: Yeah, cable made out of uh, the tears of clowns. When we were on their normal
1: infrastructure yeah. back at the old house yeah maybe it was dial up whatever 256k uh, like the the modem used to make noises there was a modem and mm-hmm. it used to make mm-hmm. noises like mm-hmm. an old zx spectrum loading Brilliant. up Brilliant. yeah um 26k it, modem it was relatively consistent and we mm-hmm. weren't paying as much for it mm. and it was relatively consistent
0: yeah
1: and now that we're paying more for it and it's supposed to be high speed mm-hmm. internet yeah um, it drops out really, really regularly, and like, I don't like it. I'd it like makes to be very unhappy. I'd like
0: to say I've never been uh, as happy with something as I am with my Virgin broadband. Is that high speed? 160 meg. Yeah. Very, I think that's probably the fast one. It's very
1: high speed. Maybe it's just the infrastructure where we are. It's BT infrastructure, isn't it?
0: Yeah, which is uh, the the main reason I went with Virgin. Apart from the fact that they do have, and I must admit, I test it a lot, and it's consistently fast. Mm. Um, but also I have nothing to do with BT anymore. So their infrastructure comes nowhere near my house. So Virgin's on its... On its own. It's the old NTL cables, isn't it? Oh, this makes me so angry, though. Did you get TV off them, too? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. This is uh, the Two Grown Men Consumer Podcast.
0: Yeah. I, I have to say I've been very happy with um, with Virgin. That That's...
1: But, OK, so the reason we didn't go with them is we don't... We don't have any of the TV packages. Yeah. And so they are really good value if you're mm-hmm. getting TV channels, aren't they? But, like, their actual broadband is more expensive than total. Well, maybe it's a false economy. It's very good. This makes me very angry.
0: Maybe you get some TV channels. You got the the kiddies' TV channels.
1: And what always well, the thing is, what always happens? He's happy with YouTube. He doesn't care. Yeah,
0: but he won't be forever. He won't. Um, he won't Ben Ten or something, won't he? Although to be fair, it's probably on Netflix.
1: We got a Netflix account. He loves yeah. that.
0: The um, Scarlett's the same. It's all YouTube and Netflix. The uh uh
1: the thing is, and this speaks to relationships somewhat. Uh, my wife and I, Amy. And I, mm. the husband in yeah. this marriage,
0: yeah.
1: we spend a lot of time watching TV. And um, a lot of the TV we watch is through the computer, mm. uh, one way and another. And even though I... And she's quite easygoing. Some would say almost laid back to the point of being a slob.
0: Well, she'd have to be, though, wouldn't she?
1: Yeah, because otherwise I'd be an insufferable person. To, I think yeah. I'm already an insufferable person yeah. to live with. Um and so I know that, and yet every time, and she knows that I can't do anything with that. It isn't like that? It's mm. the broadband, yeah. and we're locked into this contract, and that it's a problem.
0: Yeah.
1: And yet every time the TV drops out, I go into this anxiety spiral, mm. where I feel so guilty that I have forced her to sit there and mm. start watching trashy American drama <laughs> TV, that um, that is now not going to work. That it it's. It, it's like every single time it drops out for a couple of minutes or whatever I'm just sitting there and I've got to the point now where I sit in silence because I know it's probably annoying me going mm-hmm. on about how how uh how sorry I am that it keeps dropping out, which is which he doesn't care about, so we basically a lot of the time just sat there in silence waiting for the internet to kick back in. That
0: happens so infrequently to me that it's always a genuine surprise oh, okay. when it happens uh, I can't remember occasionally the BBC player as it dropout, but that's the only thing I ever have any trouble with.
1: I think that's iPlayer. Yeah, I think Fucking so too. Consumerism. But mm-hmm. um
0: oh yeah, look, lovely fat broadband, lovely H D pictures. Brilliant. This makes me so sad. Never looks internet y this makes me really sad. What's even better is my Apple TVs actually hide what hard into the modem, so that's like butter. It's like butter It's like butter. I don't
1: really understand that saying. What? Does it mean that like so Butter's uh, lovely it and seem, smooth? It seems and like it'll be a nice idea, but you never take it out of the fridge early enough and so it's really difficult to spread.
0: Well no, I take my I, I prepare my butter. Of
1: course you do, yeah. Mr Chef.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, no, i uh, I'm I'm well on my way with my project. I um That's related to this podcast. Yeah. I do you want to talk about that? Can do a little bit. Go on then. Um, I've I've finished the first draft of the Two Grown Men cookbook. Ooh. Um, Because, as you may remember, if you're subscribed to our um, newsletter that Nick used to write, I used to do a recipe for it occasionally. (laughs) used to write. That was passive-aggressive. Yeah. Ooh, pepperamis. Do you want one? No, I'm all right. Thank you. Okay. um, So I, I pulled those all together, and I've got some tips and techniques for, like, Basics I think that everyone needs to know to cook well and then some really easy recipes um, That I like to do and um, I've got a couple of artists already on, on board um, for it, but I'll, I'll be looking for artists to provide illustration and some strips for the um, Recipes mm-hmm. and the idea is to bring that all together and then create a book that we can sell to raise some money for Mind, That's... the mental health charity. I may need to look at raising funds to pay artists. I don't think it's something I should be asking people to do for free. I don't mind putting my time into it for free, but I don't expect... I, You know, if I'm asking people for art, I haven't got a problem with people getting paid. So there may be a Kickstarter involved as well in terms of raising funds to pay for artists. But the first draft in the world, I've already got someone looking at the introduction... For me and I've already got an artist on board to do the tips bit which will be strip cartoons blimey
1: mm. so basically what's <coughs> happened is I had my turn when I had all the energy and was doing yeah. all the stuff and volunteering for stuff yeah I've squandered it yeah haven't really done anything mm. and now you're g- going on podcasts making books
0: yeah but you'll be on the front cover of the book like
1: this with a look like this
0: well, I suggested to someone that it'd be quite nice to keep our logo, but just put chef hats on us.
1: Ah, oh, that's a good idea. Mm. That's a really good idea. Mm.
0: Um, and in the introductory bit as well, there's I introduce myself and my friends, and there's you and your your family, or in the introduction. I didn't realise you'd got so far with this. Yeah, it's like we hardly talk at all anymore. I well, I don't tell you about my projects. You don't tell me about yours. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. No, I'm really pleased. I mean, it's about ten thousand words, but um, you know, which is a reasonable size, sort of mini book, isn't it? With illustrations, yeah, absolutely. So, um, hopefully, the aim is to have something that you can touch by the end of the year. But we'll see how things go. You've already got something that I can touch. <laughs> yeah, anytime you like. <laughs> oh, that sounded rude
1: because I mean, because it was rude. That well, it wasn't really ambiguous. There's
0: no point. my my my, my libido is. Entirely fucked. i tell you, one thing Tim did do actually on the podcast tonight, was provide me with a bit of uh, medication validation. Oh. Um, and I was talking about the medication combo I'm on for my depression, um, which is uh, citalopram and metazapine. And um, I can't remember the exact words he used, but he said that mirtazapine actually is a backup one that they use when the other one isn't working as effectively as they want it to. So I'm oh. a really strong dose of antidepressants which really validates me into- i say that flippantly but genuinely especially where i feel okay most of the time that old sort of doubt creeps back Going, oh, i'm not really that bad i'm just a faker i'm putting this on i'm just being a, a big baby that feels sorry for himself no they
1: put you on backup drugs without even yeah. explaining that's what they were doing well it is slightly. they prob- took one look at you <laughs> yeah
0: it is slightly problematic to me that i don't think my doctor has explained as well as maybe she could have exactly what the medication is doing and why but you know
1: half the time i don't think they do anyway mm. about anything and yeah. half the time i think that it's impossible mm. because i've only really gone in they for physical they don't physi- the time i don't yeah think. and i've only really gone in for physical things mm. and they're not trainers they're not cuz my job is yeah. to communicate with people mm-hmm. about technology all the time but like they're not trainers they they are supposed to be experts you mm. are supposed to be the person who goes there for um, relief or uh, yeah, just basically relief, some mm. sort of um, help to be made yeah. to feel better. It isn't it, it isn't the it, in, it, we, it's easy to argue with what I'm about to say
0: but You like, sounded like you were stuck in something then, yeah, I really enjoyed it
1: It isn't part of their job really although a lot of people would argue this but it isn't the main moving part of their job that you understand everything they are saying. What's no, no, important no. is that you understand enough that, like, you will do follow the treatment that they need mm-hmm. you to, and um, or that you need, yeah. and that you feel. better or more comfortable with it and so and and i always find that they do tell me everything it feels like they're telling me everything Mm -hmm. and i have a bit of a problem with this in normal conversations anyway Mm -hmm. because i'm not taking notes they'll be telling me stuff and i'll be like yeah that makes sense and i'll ask i'll even feel good about myself if i ask them a couple of questions that i feel are pertinent Mm -hmm. i don't remember any of it afterwards at all and amy's Mm -hmm. asking me questions and i'm like i don't really you just named the two drugs that you're on
0: Mm
1: -hmm. i'm on two um different Medications for my knee. Yeah. I haven't got a fucking clue what they're called. Mm. I keep, I know that the dog is on Tramadol for her back. That's, oh. that's what, and gabapentin, That's all I really yeah. know. Keep
0: it tra- Tramadol. You keep some of that, mate, when you face yeah, a party. I've got
1: that impression. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, she well, seems pretty zoned out all the time. Definitely
0: a party drug. She sits in the corner and stares at us um, dolefully. I'm, I'm, I'm also taking Rampril, uh, um, uh, amlodipine, and amidipine at mr fucking memory over there no i've just got a shitload of drugs i take show <laughs> off three of those are for bl- blood pressure my uh i'm a fucking wreck mate you're a
1: bit <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> i like it though i um, i i don't i don't like that you're a wreck mm. i like you thank you I, and I like that you you talk about it quite freely, cuz I suspect we wouldn't have a podcast if you didn't. My
0: favorite one's the Rampril cuz although it's blue and white, it just reminds me of Akira every morning.
1: Yeah, I like anything that comes in capsule Capsules. form. Yeah, that's why we've well,
0: got some Paracetamol that are red and white. I fucking love those.
1: I ver- and I also like Ibuprofen because they're very smooth and they go down easy.
0: Can't take Ibuprofen it'll kill me. Oh. Mm.
1: Well, I'll try not to force any down your throat. Cheers. But any if point. any
0: any of you listeners want to kill me, Hypoprofen or ecstasy? Ecstasy would almost certainly, definitely kill me because I'd overdose on serotonin. Oh, I am. Um, uh, uh, there's a thing we've been doing at home that's fun. I wouldn't mind mentioning. Go on, mention it. This is the place. Whoopy cushions. Whoopy. Oh, I saw you uh, tweeting
1: something about that or something.
0: Whoopie cushions. Don't do that. <laughs> it really f- fucks with the the Donkey Kong's the mic or something. So, some while ago, uh, we bought Scarlet a. Whoopie cushion mm-hmm. from uh, Hobbycraft, and it cost us about two pounds and ninety nine pence, which I think for a whoopee cushion is a little bit on the steep side. But you expect to pay a premium when you go to Hobbycraft. Mm-hmm. Um, Scarlet very quickly split it, and it uh, rendered it useless. So we went we went to Hobbycraft to look for more whoopie cushions, and uh, they were none. So I went on Amazon, and for Three pounds and forty nine pence. We got a pack of ten. Why would anyone need that many? Oh, I mean, it's, amazing. it's the most glorious fun in the world having loads of whoopee cushions and making them all go. Who likes that more? Oh, me and Scarlett like it. There is a video I put on Facebook where Scarlett is cackling her ass off as we're um, letting off whoopee cushions. We both enjoy it. I'd say equally. We both take great relish in our whoopee cushion time, which has become a fixture of the evening routine now. She uh, she does her spellings. Nikki always... Nikki's wonderful, because Nikki does her spellings with her. Because mm-hmm. um, Nicola's the more patient one of the two of us. Mm. Um, and then after spellings, it's a little bit of whoopee cushion time, and then maybe uh, 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 pee-wee. a
1: peewee. A wee Herman episode. Because yeah. the
0: Playhouse on, on Netflix, she loves them.
1: There's a... Um uh, th- there's nothing more satisfying than, I think, than your child laughing. It's just really funny. It's, like, mm-hmm. really funny and and really joyful and mm-hmm. certainly nothing more satisfying for me. But what's a little bit weird once you have two of them mm-hmm. is they start, they make each other laugh all the time. And I don't, I don't know what it is that Noah's mm-hmm. doing that makes Max laugh so much because Max is still you know i mean he's he's getting around a little bit he climbs he doesn't walk yet but he yeah. climbs yeah. but he's like in a lot of ways he's still very much a baby in that um he's very driven by sadness and happiness and those seem to be the only two mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't seem to be thinking that much he's putting certain things together making certain noises but he's at that stage where he's literally just started clapping Excuse really me.
0: they're not famous for being nuanced
1: babies no. are they and, um so, but Noah will just do something, and mm. and they have the i mean they have their problems, Noah does get like a mm. little bit um uh uh possessive sometimes now mm-hmm. um, but most of the time they they just get on really, really well, mm. and um. Yeah, Noah was... He had Max's... I told him... I asked him to give Max his teething ring the other day. And so Noah decided that he was going to put Max's teething ring on his head instead. Brilliant. On Noah's head. Mm. And just stood there and kept dropping it. I used to do this for him, but I used to sneeze. I'd put stuff on my head. Mm-hmm. And then I'd fake sneeze. And then the thing would fall off. Yeah, yeah. And I was assumed that the sneeze was part of the whole thing. Mm. But no, just puts stuff on his head and then drops it off the front of it.
0: Max fucking loves it. He's really refined. You you thought you had a tight 5 there, but he's really refined it, hasn't he? He
1: has. He's got it down to a a tight 3, and Mm. then he's got room to experiment a little bit with the last two minutes. He does a
0: bit about airline pilots, uh, peanuts.
1: Yeah, I've weaned him off. Like um, He had a whole bunch of stuff that was about, you know, a white toddler does this, and a black toddler does that. Um, and I was like, "You could probably still get away mm. with that now, Noah, but like not mm. by the time you're a grown up."
0: I think it's probably best he cuts the blue. Yeah, well,
1: no, blue's okay. And racist, but not the racist and not the sexist. Do you
0: not see racism as blue? I see that as blue language. If blue language is language that offends, then racism and sexism are blue. Oh no, isn't blue or like knocker humour and actual
1: swearing and stuff? I don't know. It's possible to be racist and not be sweary.
0: No, but I mean, it's worse than swearing.
1: Well, I mean, I think it's worse than swearing. Snaring. But when when you hear the term blue comedy, yeah, isn't that normally?
0: Oh no, certainly you usually think it's going to be about willies and breasts and fannies. Yeah, yeah.
1: a lot, a lot about willies and breasts Which is and fannies.
0: The very worst word for fannies. a vagina. Yeah, luckily, Horrible, it? luckily it's a.
1: Only we use it. Yeah. I don't think Americans use it. They, For them, a fanny is a bottom. It's a bum-bum. Mm. And bad means good.
0: They're a very confused lot, the Americans yeah. I've observed.
1: So um, I'm tired, and part of the reason I'm so tired, and it's not a competition, James. I know you're tired as well. Yours I'm is because tired. of the Super Bowl. And medication. Um, and medication. <laughs> but for me, I've been stretched pretty thin. Max hasn't been sleeping very well. Amy has been ill. Mm. What happens with Amy is she's had the flu and that's not been very nice so Mm -hmm. she's been kind of bedridden so I've been off work with them uh, from Monday through to Tuesday I was on childcare but Max has also been waking up quite often in the middle of the night so I never really had that experience with Noah he tended to sleep through but where I've been getting up with the boys and mostly putting them to bed um, Amy's been helping but I've been with them all day and then Uh, And then he's been getting up at night, and because Amy's been unwell, I've been dealing with that. All of which is stuff that she takes, that she does most of the Mm -hmm. time, I admit. And because I'm a bit under the weather as well, I'm, I spent loads of time with the boys, and it's been really, really satisfying and lovely. uh, But I'm also fucking shattered. It's hard, isn't it? It's really hard. It's hard. And I've never really, uh, like, I don't think I've I've talked a little bit about what it's like having two but we didn't have this situation mm. with the one. So I was a bit smug maybe with people who complain about it all the time. Yeah. Um uh, but it is and I think I might have said this very early on after we after Max was born but it's like um it's it's like that thing with the chicken and the bag of grain and the fox mm. that you're trying to get across the river yeah. and you can only carry two at a time but if there were two of each that's what it's basically like. You're kind of, I, I just, I don't know how Amy does it. But uh, because I'm, it isn't in my nature to be really nice about Amy, I just wanted to say that she, uh, she, when she gets the flu, because she had glandular fever when she was younger, quite often her glands and her tonsils sort of really act up. And this was the first time that um, it got so bad, it was really bad, that it got so bad that she was asking me to look to make, to, to see what was going on with mm-hmm. her glands. And um, and bearing in mind that she made me feel a bit bad about the fact that I was talking about how much clotted blood there seemed to be up my nose when I was blowing oh. my nose, because that's a bit weird, and I'm not used to that. That is really, really mm. strange. And she made me feel guilty about bringing it up, but not to the yeah. extent that I didn't keep bringing it up. Um, but, but it looked like she had a fucking alien in her mouth. It was horrible. Brilliant. like it was really grotesque like these bloody noduley oh bodies are weird
0: yeah i i I, i've got the heebie-jeebies and kind of don't want to hear about it okay no that's fine i mean it's fine i can switch off oh and by the way i don't think that i don't
1: think that's podcast gold though if you do by the
0: way uh chicken first then back for the grain once you drop the grain off take the chicken back with you yeah take the fox yeah then come back and get the chicken
1: right what if you've got two of each?
0: That, is, that isn't the classic brain no, teaser, is no, it? that's a different it? scenario. I mean, I don't know how you do, you do that. A bigger boat, I'd suggest, maybe. But you don't, you've oh, only got the same boat. Drown the fucking fox.
1: We had a moment, and I know that there are families who deal with this all the time, and I just can't... I'm not going to get all schmaltzy about it, but mm. we, we had a couple of moments over the last few days where we were like, what, if, what about those families where one of the people is just... Dead. It, well, or just ill all the time like like it's because for me it wasn't just looking after the boys which i probably could have managed it Mm -hmm. was that um it it, it was that i was also looking after amy to a Mm -hmm. certain extent as well not loads because mostly she just slept Mm. but i just don't the, the there were a couple of moments where i thought where I, we really felt the strain of not having any family close by.
0: I can imagine, actually. I was going to say that. It must be very difficult because we're very lucky that we can dump school. Like we're, we're fretting at the moment about uh, childcare for holidays. It's mm-hmm. uh, half terms next week. Um, Nicola had a bit of a panic yesterday when she realised our school's become really dodgy about communicating. Right. But she we could have found this information out, though, if we we'd wanted to. But there's an inset day... So it's each training day tomorrow and one the Monday after half term, which we hadn't made accommodations for at all. So I'm off the Monday. Nikki's off tomorrow. But it's also, you know, we juggle around um, uh, childcare around her parents and, and my mum as well, which is although Thursday's complicated because we're going to a funeral and then leaving her with mum on the way home. So that'd be weird. Yeah. So I can't do the podcast next week, Nick, so I'm going to a funeral.
1: Which podcast?
0: The We Have Issues podcast that we record on Thursday nights. Oh, right.
1: Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. <coughs> this, is, this is the first, like, I've not been great with elephant words for, the, well, for probably a couple of weeks since this started. But this mm. is the first time in a really long time where I have just completely forgotten I had other yeah. obligations. Mm-hmm. Um <coughs> And I felt a little bit insecure about how to handle it with work as well. Mm. They didn't make it as easy as they could have. But I know that's a lot worse for people who Uh don't work for organisations like universities or the NHS for all for all the problems with both of those sorts of organisations but I don't know the other thing I wanted to mention very very quickly before we go um, especially in light of our last two episodes and the whole Oscar so white thing we have been watching Scandal season 5 it started I think in a, a few months ago but we, we just started catching up and Scandal is a, an American drama show and it's very soapy it's got a lot of very beautiful people running around doing very ridiculous things and at the core of it, there's a really annoying relationship. It's between the president and um, Olivia Pope, who is who is the main character. Who's this? Who's the fixer? The
0: president and the Pope.
1: No, not the Pope. Oh, um, Olivia Pope. I totally
0: watched that. Who is um,
1: who is the main character of the show? She's like a fixer, and she helped. The president get elected mm, um, and erected. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, mm, yeah. And the last season finished with uh, uh, events transpiring, so that they got to be together because he's married, and um, and and. So I think that's why we put it off because their relationship is the most annoying thing about the show. It's very frustrating. Um, it's this is scandal is the only show where I act like a proper. Like, you know the the modern type of fandom or geekdom where you're uh-huh. constantly shipping characters and stuff like that. Scandal is really the only series where I am the only real thing where I am I'm not happy to go, well, oh, whatever the writers want to do, really, I'm not fussed. You know, it's like um it's the only show where I'm like, I am not gonna be happy unless this character and this character end Very up. Very brief each aside.
0: Other. Um, I've been re watching the seventh, uh, not rewatching, watching, for the first time that seventies show, uh-huh. which surprises me at just how charming and lovely uh, a sitcom it is. Mm. But I almost died the other day with delirium when I found out that um, Mia Kunis and Aston Kutcher had recently wed. Did that happen? Yeah. It, oh my God. Because they're. Wait, wasn't he with Demi Moore? Well, he's not anymore because he's married Mia Mi- Mi- Kunis. Well,
1: I don't know what these Hollywood types do. But
0: because their characters are together. Are together, they together in there? Michael and. um... Oh, God, wh- whatever her name is. Oh, my heart. My heart almost exploded with joy. You're a soppy fucker. Yeah, no, he's lovely. So, oh, they're they're playing teenage sweethearts there. And, oh, they're married in real life now. But. So and they must have known each other as youngsters, and that are really deep bonds that are uh, hopefully make for a really long and successful marriage. Sorry, Gonnick.
1: So the good thing, one of the good things about Scandal though, are the, the writers give these characters, as ridiculous as it is, the writers give these characters lots of scene stealing monologues or like like big speeches that are really. Um, I know what a monologue is. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, there's sometimes they're there's, sometimes dialogues as well, but, like, big speeches that let the actors, like, mm. uh, really uh, chew scenery. But what they haven't done, because I think her name Shonda Rhimes, the showrunner, um, is, I think she recently got an award and gave a really good speech, which I'll try and put in the show notes, which you can find at net slick yeah um, and you can listen to all the past episodes there too Hmm. double slick uh, but she's a woman of colour and she's actually really successful and powerful in American TV at the moment I think she's got three shows on the go all of which are doing very well um, and so there's there's her as showrunner and Olivia Pope herself is uh, is black too um, the and the Pope's black just so tedious and the president the president isn't but up up until this point w- when they talk about race they, they very rarely talk about race it's almost unusual how little they talk about race in this show um, uh, considering there's a biracial like affair happening at, at the middle of it and this is TV this is Amer- conservative American TV how
0: much do you think people in biracial relationships sort of talk about it though? I mean Amy and
1: I talk about it all the time
0: yeah, but in strictly speaking, strictly speaking.
1: So, um, uh, yeah, we both got curly hair, so
0: it doesn't really count. Yeah, I mean, you both look white, olive. We both look olive. You look like olive from on the on the buses. Um, but
1: this in the episodes we watched over the last few days. So I think it's like the second or third episode of this series. They have gone all in with um a discussion of coded language in the media mm. um the olivia pope is suddenly center stage the news uh channels are all talking about her and there's lots of um lots of discussion about the way people refer to her as always looking angry and mm. stuff like that which is a like a huge thing that black women in the media have to deal with that like they don't get to look serious or anything if they aren't smiling they look angry mm-hmm. and that's the way they're treated and there's there's been a really good discussion about that it's a little bit on the nose but it's been unusual because the show hasn't really dealt that much with it in the past to the point Mm. that i've noticed like last season they had a police shooting story and and it was unusual it stuck it kind of stuck out as being an episode that talked about race in america because it doesn't normally this show really, and I guess it kind of does because it kind of does because the lead is a black woman, and she's very successful. But it never explicitly talks about it, and so it was really good. There've been a couple of really good speeches where I kind of got quite excited. I don't know how much they meant to Amy because she doesn't spend as much time on the internet as me. But like there was also a discu- uh, um, a, a conversation about how women are treated on the internet when they draw attention, when they have attention drawn to them and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, which again, it just hasn't dealt with before. So that's interesting. And the other thing is, um, which uh, I think is a good place to finish because I know that you're like this, James. Um, Someone shared a picture on one of the uh, 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 sort of pop culture groups that I'm part of on uh, Facebook. And at first glance, it's just a picture from the 1970s or 80s of Arnold Schwarzenegger chilling out on a boat with a gorgeous uh, uh, black woman with a huge afro. She's got the huge afro. He hasn't. He's in his trunks. I think she's in a swimsuit. It's lovely. Um, It's a nice photo. Everyone's smiling. It's very of its time. You're not looking at it for very long before you notice how skimpy his trunks are. And there's very definite schlong outline there. And then once you've noticed it, you can't stop noticing it. I don't think I realised the governor even had a penis. Oh, and he's pickle. It it was... I should find the picture, shouldn't I, and share it yeah. with you, James? You'll want to see that. Because there's, there's photos of a uh, Tom Hardy uh, fully naked... Hanging you know, around. You know, there was a long discussion of circumcised penises and growers not showers in the same social group.
0: I, I was uh, only discussing today with my colleague at work how I'm very happy to see an attractive man with his cock out. It's... Do you know... I don't want to see someone who looks like me. I know what someone who looks like me with their cock out looks like, and it's not nice. I think that if it was just a picture
1: of him mm. posing, like, as a muscly mm. man, naked... That would be one thing. The Mm. context of it would be another thing. But him in repose in a photo that isn't specifically supposed to be of his cock. Yeah. There's there's something about the – for me, there's something about the outline of a penis Mm – uh, and probably the same with nipples, which might be to do with Freeman's catalogues going back away, <laughs> and 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 shower blinds, blinds, yeah. There's uh, and solariums, yeah, oh yeah. Um, there's there's something about the outline of it that for me is more evocative and and kind of makes me feel a little bit. Uh,
0: yeah, I can't go past a tanning squishy. salon without thinking about side boob.
1: No, and now I'm not going to be able to look at a picture from the '80s without thinking about uh arnold schwarzenegger's barely concealed penis
0: how's he doing because um obviously the, the the talk was him potentially being on steroids apparently that shrivels you up a bit doesn't it i don't think that was a concern really he's doing okay is
1: he well back then mm. i mean i don't know
0: well, okay i tried not to stare well, knows best not to it. But I couldn't take my eyes off it. Yeah. You should never stare uh, uh, too long at a man that could easily pick you up and snap you like Bane did to Batman. Did to Batman, yeah, I was going to say. That That needed finishing, that
1: sentence. Yeah, it really did. Um, we'll go, and we yeah, will speak to okay. you again next week, listener. Yeah, definitely. Uh, welcome to Goodbye from Two Grown Men.
0: Hello. <laughs>